We are going to be learning Lakutis Sichas Chelik Yudzain, the third Sicha on Parshas Emor. So, in this particular shear, we're going to be focusing on a few parts. The first part, we're going to be discussing three different uh, ways of explaining why the mitzvah of Leket and Peya is mentioned in the middle of the Parshas and Laides. We're going to explain the opinion of the Ramban, the Kliyokar, and Ibrashi, which is going to be the main discussion. And then the second part, we're going to be discussing, discussing the differences between Rashi and the source of this Rashi, which is the Teres Kainim. There's different changes in the Yukon, and based on those changes, we come up with a, a totally new gather of what the mitzvah of Leket and Peya is. And in the third part of the Shir, we will discuss this concept much more, Alder Ha'ilacha, the Divinity Treat Rashi, and the Rambam. So to start off, in, in this week's parsha, in the Perkhav Gimel, it talks about this, the parsha Samaida. So just to give a quick recap of what the parsha is saying. So the parsha t- starts off with the Hashem Talmud Moshe, that, um, that these are the Maid Hashem. It starts off with Shabbos, then it continues with the Maid of Pesach and tells us that on the 15, the first day and the 15th day is a Yom Tif, it's a Chag of seven days, and then tells us about bringing the Karbonis. Then in Pasuk Tess, it continues that on that when you come into the land, and that when you come into Eretz Yisrael, you're going to bring the Oimer. And it tells you how to bring the Oimer. And it tells us this this Oimer is going to be Memachar Sapasach. And then it continues in Pasuk Tesvav that after you bring the Oimer, you're going to count for seven weeks. And then on seven weeks later, you're going to bring a special korban, which is called the Mincha Chadasha. At other places, it's called the Shte and it tells you the process of how that's being brought. And then it tells you in Pesachot Aleph that on that day, it's going to be a Mikra Kodesh, you're not allowed to do any Malacha. Of course, that's the holiday of Shavuos. And then in Pesachot Beis, it tells us, and this is going to be the main focus of the Sicha, that when you harvest the harvest of your land, that you should not finish, you should not... Um, harvest the corners of the fields, and the leket, the gleanings of your of your harvest, you should not pick up. You should leave it for the poor man and for the for the ger. Then Pasuk Gimel continues and talks about the Yomtif of Rosh Hashanah. Pasuk goes and tells us about the Yomtif of Yom Kippurim. And then later on, in Pasuk Chavav, it starts telling us about the Yomtif of Sukkot. So right in the middle, it tells us about this idea of Leket and Peah. So the Shaila that the Mephoshim all want to know is why in the middle of the Moedis are we discussing this mitzvah of Leket and Peah? And the second question is, why is it being repeated? We already learned the mitzvahs of Leket and Peah already in the earlier Parsha, in Parsha's Kedoshim. So why are these two mitzvahs being repeated? And really, over there, it had a few additional mitzvahs about the Imat Nesinim, also mentioned about Peret and Oilelis, different uh, gifts that you need to bring by a vineyard. It doesn't mention those ones that he, over here at all. It only mentions the ones of Laket and Peret, which are relevant to fields of uh, Tavua. So there's a few different answers that the Fortune give. The first answer is the Ramban. The Ramban, actually, we'll start with the Ibn Ezra. The first answer is the Ibn Ezra. The Ibn Ezra tells us that since it's the time of Shavuos, and we know that Shavuos is the Bekurik Tzirchitim, it's the time of the harvesting of the new wheat, therefore the Torah warns us not to forget 
that which I commanded you to do in those days. That since it's the time of the harvest, Shavuos is the harvest season, therefore the Torah sends us another reminder. Remember that there's these mitzvahs that need to be done by the harvest, which is uh, the, the, uh, and which are the mitzvahs of Laket and Peah. The second explanation is given by the Ramban, and he tells us the reason why it's repeated is because it wants to connect it to the mitzvah of the Oimer, the Tzirsa Oimer, that a person might think that since there's a mitzvah to harvest the Oimer and then to bring it as a carbon, that since you, when you're harvesting the Oimer, you're harvesting it for the sake of the, uh, you're harvesting the field for the sake of the Oimer, therefore, the rest of the field, therefore, I would be able to complete the whole field for the sake of the Oimer. For example, let's say there's only, the field's not enough to, for the Oimer and for the Laket and pay us, I would think, you know what, I could use even the corner of the field for the mitzvahs of the Oimer Kamash Holon. The Oimer cannot come from the Peya or from the Laket. And the next option is from the Kliyakar and the Archaim. They want to say is that person might have, it's very similar to Ramam, but a bit different. That they are saying is that even when you have a large field and a person decides to bring the Oimer from this field, so he might have thought that once I bring, I start harvesting the field for the sake of a mitzvah, then the rest of the field will automatically become potter. That the only fields that are chayv and like are pay are fields which are fields of rishus or a ktsir of rishus. But once this is a serious mitzvah, it's a ktsir for the sake of the mitzvah of the Aymer, therefore I would be potter in Gansim. Kamash Falan, that whatever you harvest hak is potter from like peya, but you still need to leave for the rest of the field the, the peya and the laket. So those are different explanations that Mephorshim give. But Rashi is not satisfied with these explanations, and he gives his own. The reason why he doesn't like the, the explanations, let's start from the Ibn Ezra. The Ibn Ezra says the reasoning is because since it's already by the uh, Shavuos, which is the harvest of the grain, therefore the Torah gives, it reminds you again about bringing the peya and the laket. So the Shaila is, why is the Torah only reminding us about, if the whole point is because it it's the harvest season, why are we only reminding us about peya and laket? Why doesn't it remind us about the other matnas and niyam? which need to be given at that time. For example, the parrot and the oilus, which we also discussed in power situation, should have mentioned those two. And even if you want to say that parrot and oilus, uh, the harvest of the vineyard might be at a later period of time, um, some say even after Sukkot. So even if it's at a later period of time and not true, still it should have mentioned it either here or somewhere else. Meaning as if we're choishish, we're scared that you're going to forget to do these mitzvahs, and therefore the Torah has to remind us again about the importance that you have to make sure not to forget the matnas So therefore, it should have also reminded us somewhere about these two particular mitzvahs. The way the Rebbe says in the Ara is that it should have mentioned it, Der like since it has to be mentioned, so it should have been mentioned over here, Der of the other two. But really, the main point is that either you mentioned over here, Der because once it's mentioning once, it's mentioned, you know, the whole concept altogether. Uh, even though it's not really its man, but since you have to mention it, the Torah is going to mention it altogether, or at least mention it at some later point. But why Dafka only remember these particular things if the idea is to give a, a reminder? The second shot we gave was the Ramban. The Ramban was saying is that you're not allowed to use the corners of the field uh, for the sake of the uh, of the Oimer. So the Shaila is, Oibazayif, it should have put this Pasuk right after the uh, right after the mitzvah of Tzirah Oimer. The Pasuk should have said, and Pasuk Yudah talks about the Ktsir Sa'imer. So right over there, in that parasha of Ktsir Sa'imer, it should have brought the idea of, of uh, Uktsartim, that you have to, you have to, when you harvest, you have to give the peya and the laket. And we would know that 
the halacha would be telling us that is that even though you're giving the oimer, the oimer cannot be brought from the from the leket and the peah. Mashinkim, what does the pasuk do? The pasuk first finishes off with the oimer, um, then it continues on with shtei halachem and shuas, and only afterwards does it get to this particular mitzvah of leket and peah. It should have mentioned leket and peah right after of the oimer. Why is it skipping with this whole thing in between? So that's the question the Rebbe asked them. This is an insurer, so just to give maybe a thought, what could possibly an answer, be an answer for the Ramban? And really this uh, is that maybe, if, if you look at the Parsha, which it's very interesting, it first mentions uh, Pesach, and then it gets into Svir Sa'imer. When it talks about Svir Sa'imer, it says again, Vidabra Hashem Vaishalema. Tells about Svir Sa'imer. And then, when it gets to, to Pasuk Tezvah, where it starts talking about the Shtei it's, it doesn't say again, Midabr Hashem Amay Shalem. It just says, and you'll count from the day after Shabbos, from the day that you brought the Aymer, seven complete works, and then and from the seventh week, you should count seven uh, 50 days, and then your Makr of the Mincha Chadash Lashem. It seems like, according to the Parsha itself, that the, they're very much connected, that seven, that we have the Spirit of Aymer, from the Spirit of Aymer, you count the seven weeks, and then you bring the Mincha Chadash. The Parsha itself is, connecting these two things. So it's very possible that the Torah didn't want to make a hepsic. It's still almost like in the middle of the Indian of Spirit Sa'imer, that we're, we are being mamshuk with the Indian of Spirit Sa'imer. It, uh, it started with the Aymer itself on you. It continues with the sphere of the Aymer and the Mincha of the Mincha Chadasha. Once it finishes with the whole concept of the Mincha Chadasha, which is really based on the Aymer, then it tells us in Pasuk Chavdez that when you harvest the Ksir, do not forget the Peya and the Laket. And then in Pasuk HaGimel, again, it says, speak to the Dabba B'nai Israel, it talks about Rosh Hashanah. Then Pasuk HaVav, it says, again, the only time it doesn't say is by Shuas, which is by the Mincha Chadasha. So it could be, it's because it's trying to connect the two, because really one Yom is the Shtei HaLachem is a continuation of the Oimer. So when it, so therefore what I'm trying to say is that it's not like it's, like we had a separation, talked about the Aymer, and then it tells you a Pasuk that kind of connects back to Spirit Sa'imer. The question would be is, why don't we just mention the the, 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 the Peya and the Leka right next to the Sir Sa'imer? So the possible answer is because we didn't really finish that topic yet. It's still continuing. You brought the Aymer, you counted, you brought the Shteyalachem, and then when it, when it tells you after them, it finishes the main Olachas, it tells you about uh, about Peya and, and Leka. Anyway, that's just a possible explanation, but um, fine. And the third shot we give was from the Kliyok and the Archaim, which was um, that you might have thought that once you're harvesting a Ktsir Mitzvah uh, for the Oymer, you would that would pass to the rest of the field from the Peyam, like a Kamash and it's not. It would be the same type of question. If the idea is, is harvesting the Ktsir uh, for the Mitzvah, the Oymer, would pass to the field, it should have mentioned it Right by, right by the sphere, right by the Oymer. Since it does not, the Chayra, it's not connected. So therefore, Rashi would not be satisfied with these Kirushin. So rather, what, how does Rashi explain it? So Rashi tells us like this. It says, That the reason why the, the, it's being repeated, this mitzvah, is because it wants to tell you that you're going to be over on Shtei Lavin. So by regarding Laket and Peir, there's actually two Lavin that you're going to be over. So this explains why um, it's being repeated. It's being repeated, it's because it wants to tell you that it's going to be over on Lavin. And why are only these two things repeated, like it and Peir? It's because only these two mitzvahs are going to be the ones that have two Lavin. Masha'enkin, Eulis, and Peret would not have two Lavin, even though the Rebbe does point out that regarding 
Oilois, uh, it is mentioned again in Parsha Seso, so maybe over there it would also be a second lot, but that's mentioned later on, for uh, which which is it mentions it over there. Parshas Seso, which Bechlal talks about other mitzvahs of the Matnasinim. But either way, the point why over here it mentions just these two and doesn't mention other ones because only these two would be Lav or Mashenkin the other ones. And regarding why it's the middle of the Mayades, so he quotes this vort of Rabbi Averdimus Berbiosi that says Mara why is this mitzvah peyam like put in the middle of the regalim? We have Pasach and Shuas on one side, and then after you mention the mitzvah of Lekha and Peyam, mentions Rosh Hashanah, you have Kippur and Mechag, which is Sukkot on the side. This is Lam Dechal Shechol Anesim Lekha Tshicha, Peyam whoever gives the Lekha, the Shechacha, and the Peyam to the Ani properly, Maylin Allah Vakasaki, the Bana Beis Migdash, the Pasach considers as it, as if he built the Beis Migdash. And he was mocked with the Karbanis within it. So Rashi is telling us why is the Lekha and the Peah put in the middle of the, uh, the Mayadis is to tell you that just like on the Mayadis, you are going to the base of Mikdash and you're bringing sacrifices. So the one who does Lekha, Peah, and Shechacha is as if he's the one that built the base of Mikdash and was mocked with Karbanis on it. So it's very similar to the idea of the Regalim. The purpose of the base of Mikdash being built was, as the Ramam says, to be able to go up to the base of Mikdash three times a year to uh, celebrate there and also drink Kurbanis. So we're telling you is that Lekin and Peah is if you built the base of Mikdash and we're Makar of Kurbanis on it there. So therefore it's mentioned over there to tell you of its importance. So there's a, a connection to it. So there's a few questions that the Rebbe asks on it. So first question is, why, usually we have the rule of Thrashi, he doesn't put two different ideas in the same Divra Moscow. He always splits them up. Um, so why are we here? Does he put two concepts in the same Divar Maskal? One topic he's explaining is why is the mitzvah payan leket repeated? And that's in order to be, make you over on two lavim. And the second uh, question Rashi's trying to explain is why is it mentioned in the middle of the Ragalim? And therefore he explains it's to tell you that it's either you built the base and make this your Makalakarbanis. But why is he putting both of these? Topics of both of these ideas in Mulan de Ramaschal, usually the style of Rashi is to take is, is to split that up. And the second question we're going to ask is regarding the question that he asks when he says he quotes Rabbi Avdimus Rabbi Yaisi, What is the reasoning that the Pasik put these this idea in the middle of the Regalim? So that it should have just stopped there for the question, and then given the answer, to teach you. But what does the Pasik do? It's kind of the Rashi does. He kind of really explains the question that what what does he add? which is Pesach Vaseris Mekan, Mekan. He kind of tells you what the organization of the parsha is that you have Pesach and Shus on one side, and then you have Yerush Hashanim Kippurim and Chag on the other side, and this is in the middle. Why does Rashi need to tell you that second part? Just add, the question is why is it in the middle? Why does he kind of have to tell you exactly how it is in the middle, like which ones are on which side? How does that add to his pirush? So. The Rebbe gives, for this Rashi, actually two explanations of how to learn it. There's the main explanation which he gives in the Pnim of the Sicha, but then he gives a second shot, which is uh, in R29, and we're going to do both Purushim of how to learn this particular Rashi. So the first Purush is, is that what's, what's bothering, what's Rashi coming to really explain? So according to the first way the Rebbe wants to learn is, what was bothering Rashi was actually why is the mitzvah being repeated? Not why is in the middle of the regalim. 
this is trying to answer answer the first question we have. Why is Rashi putting two topics into one Divra Maschal? The answer is because he's not he's not coming trying to explain two ideas. He's really coming to explain one. What's bothering Rashi is why is it being repeated? This that the um, this that the peyam like is mentioned in the middle of the regalim is not a problem according to tradition Mikra. because if you look at the parshias the psukim prior to pasuk Bays, what is it talking about? It's talking about when you come into the land and you begin harvesting the land, and and it tells you that when you begin the harvest, you got to bring the aimer, and then you need to bring the mincha chadasha, which also comes for the new harvest. So it's talking about mitzvahs which are connected to the harvest. So once it's talking about the harvest, it makes sense. It's going to mention other things that have to do with the harvest, which is um, pay unlike it. So that's not a problem why it's mentioning pay unlike it, because it's connected to what the parsha is talking about. But rather, what's bothering him is, why is it repeated a second time? You already know about this mitzvah already from parsha's creation. Therefore, he tells us the reasoning is to make you read over two times. But once we know that this is the second time, and the reason why the parish is repeating it is to tell you that you're going to be over on two Latin, then we have a problem. The problem is like this. If it's only to give us a second love, then why mention it over here in the middle of the regal? But meaning, the Mela, if this was the first time, without, you know, if this was the first time the mitzvah was being mentioned, then I understand why it's in the middle of the regal. The reasoning is because we're, we, this is the first time we're mentioning going into Eretz Yisrael and harvesting. And it starts telling us the mitzvahs of harvesting, which is the Oymer and the, and the Mincha Chadasha. So at that point of time, when we're talking about the mitzvahs of Ksira, a person can think, once at, you know, when you're learning this parsha, that once you're finished doing these two mitzvahs, then you're done with any, any other mitzvahs which are connected to the Ksira, and you can have, start having pleasure from the, the, the Tzbua, because you did everything which was connected to Ksira. So therefore, the Pasuk has to tell you right away, like, wait a second. We're not done yet. Even though you did these two karbanas, which are connected to the ktsira and connected to the yom but nonetheless, there's actually additional mitzvahs that have to be done with the ktsira. But that only makes sense if this was the first time you're being mentioned. So we're talking about the ktsira. So when we say, by the way, there's other things that you got to still do before you could start really uh, uh, enjoying the, the, the grain. But now that Rashi tells us that this is the second time it's being mentioned, and the reason why it's being mentioned a second time is just to make you be over on two davim, so the question then becomes, wait a second, it's just to be over in two lavim, the why put it over here? Meaning is, when you read this parsha of the Moedis and start talk, talking about the Ketzir Sa'imer and Nishdei Alachem, the reader already knows that there's other mitzvahs that have to be done. Because you already read in Parsha Kudesh that you need to do the Peah and the Laket and the other things. So he already knows that the Oimer and the Nishdei Alachem is not the done deal, you're finished with all the mitzvahs that are connected to Ketira. He knows from earlier that there's other mitzvahs which are there. So then the question is, then why mention the Stelavim at this point in time? It's not really connected to the Teichon of the Parsha. The Teichon of the Parsha is the Regalim and the Karbanis that you bring on the Regalim. And that's what Rashi is telling us when it says, why is it put in the middle of the Regalim? Uh, we have Pasach and Shuas on one side, and we have uh, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippurim, and Chag on the other side. He's trying to show you how this is really the Parshas Hamoyadis, that this whole Parsha is not talking, it's not, it's not talking about mitzvahs which are connected to harvesting. If the whole Parsha only had Shdei Alachem and the Sphere, and the Oimer, 
then I can understand. Let's talk about other mitzvahs of the Aymer. So therefore, I'll mention other, other mitzvahs which are connected to the Ktsira. But that's not really the Teichen of the Parsha. The Teichen of the Parsha is not mitzvahs which are connected to Ktsira. The Teichen of the Parsha is the Yom Tevim and the Karbanis which are brought in those Yom Tevim. And some of those Karbanis are connected also to the Ktsira. And that's what Rashi proves that the whole parsha is talking about Ma'idis, because we know that, that, that Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippurim and the Chag have nothing to do with any karbanis that have to do with the harvest. So we see that the parsha's main topic is not the harvest. And um, there's a few additional diukum over here, is that other times in the Torah when it mentions the Yom Taivim, it actually calls them by the name of like Chag or Chaga Asif, it talks about the Yom Tov as it's relevant to the agricultural year. But in this parsha, it doesn't mention Shavuos being the Chaga Ktsir, or Sukkis, it doesn't call it being Chaga Asif. Because, we're, again, we're not really talking, because the main point over here is not that it's part of the agricultural season, rather the main point is the Karbanas that you're bringing on these Yom Tevim, and by the way, some of those kabbalists have, have a connection to the Ktsira, but we're not talking about the Tevim as they are relevant really to the, uh, the times of the year, the agricultural seasons. So that is, explains why Rashi um, has to, so based on that, the question is, so why Taka is in the middle of the Regal? So to answer that question, therefore, he brings this idea of Rabbi Avdimus. So that explains the first, the, 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 the two questions that we had. The question number one is, well, why is Rashi bringing two ideas into one Devar Maschal? So the answer is that it's really one idea. Rashi is just trying to tell you, explain why it's being repeated. So he tells us it's be over on the But once we have this idea that it's only being repeated to teach us the idea of Shtelavim, then the question is, then why repeat it over here? Why don't you repeat in Parshas Kitsitsa, uh, later on when it talks about the other mitzvahs which have to do with the uh, with the land? Why mention it here when it's talking about the Mayudim and the Regal? And that also explains why Rashi has to specify the question that we have Chag Sukkis and Pesach and Pesach on one side, and then you have Rosh Hashanah and Kippurim and the Chag Sukkis on the other side, is to really stress what the Teichen of the Parsha is. The Teichen of the Parsha has nothing to do with the, the Ktsira, the mitzvahs have to do with the Ktsira, rather the Parsha is talking about the Maidais and the Rekabonis which are connected to those Maidais. So Ibezai, the question is, why put it in the middle of, why, if you're going to repeat it, would you repeat it, Dafka, at this point of time? And therefore, he has to tell us that it is connected to the Teichen of the Parsha. The connection of the Parsha is that just like uh, a, it, when a person brings like a pair, it's as if he brought the Karba, he built the base of Migdash, and brought the Karbanis. So that is one way how the Rebbe wants to answer uh, those two questions. Uh, but there is a second way that the Rebbe brings in Har 29, and the Rebbe actually says it's the Gisa. It's look at it the other way around. Meaning, according to this first way, the main question Rashi had is why is this mitzvah, these mitzvahs being repeated? And based on that, we have to actually also explain why is it being repeated after here. The second way of learning it is that the what's bother of Rashi is actually why is it why is this mitzvah being brought in middle of the regal? That is his main problem. What's the connect? Since the toichen of the parsha is the regalim, why are you talking bringing in these mitzvahs that have to do with um, tzira? So to answer that, Rashi has to tell you two points. He tells you first of all, point number one. 
um, this is not the main place. Like in Achinami, this is not the main place where it's being brought. The main place is really in Parshish Kodesh, where it's Taka talking about the mitzvahs that have to do with the harvest. Over here, it's just being brought a second, you know, a, a second time, which is more of a secondary, a tuffle of time being brought, and it's just to make you over on the Shtelab. So this is not the main source. So therefore, the question about it's not connected to the Taifun, he's trying to say is, first of all, you should know it's not the main time being brought. It's Taka, the main time it's being brought is really over there earlier on. Aye, but still, even if it's not the main time, you're just, you know, being, it's just to tell you being over on additional lavim, why bring it over here? So the explanation is that the reasons why it's being brought over here to be make you over to lavim is because it's to tell you that whoever does lack repeah, it's as if he built the base of Migdash and it was makrival of Karbanas. So the reason why it tells you the, the second time that the lavim is over here is to tell you really the importance and uh, the importance of it. This also explains why, maybe, why these two specifically have uh, extra lavin. It's because it's trying to tell you that when you bring these two, you're, 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 it's, it's if, if you built the base of English was Makra Karban. So that would explain again, uh, those two ways. So it's a different, it's, it's similar to the first way, but it's the first way we're focusing on that the main issue is why is it being repeated? And then we have to bring the, uh, we have, you know, a follow up question. While according to the second way of, of learning it is the main issue is, why is it Bechlal brought over here? So therefore we explain that you should know the main place is actually early on. This is just a secondary time that it's being brought. And the reasoning is just to be make you over in Shtelavim. And why is it over here being brought to tell you that you're going to be over in Shtelavim? That's to connect it to the union of the, uh, of the Karbanas to tell you that if you do these mitzvahs, like you built the base of the Makar of Karbanas. The second part of the shir, we're going to be discussing the differences in Rashi and in his source, which is the Tereskayin. So in the Torah's Kayanim, it, uh, it has, it quotes besides for Leket and Peyad also quotes Shichacha and Matnasinian. While Rashi adds only the mitzvah of Shichacha. The Pasuk only said Leket Peyad, Rashi adds Shichacha, while the Matnas, uh, the, uh, the Torah's Kayanim adds two of them, Maestro Ani and Peyad Shichacha. So the question, of course, is why the differences? And of course, why Bechla are they adding anything on the Pasuk? The second thing is the lashon of the Torah's Kainim is that it's it's to teach you teach you that whoever's moitzi whoever takes out the leket shichacha peya and the ma'aser ani it's it's as if he built the base of mikdash as uh, if he has the base of mikdash is in existence it's considered as if the base of mikdash is in existence and he was makar of karbanis so there's uh, two differences there first of all it's, he uses the lashon of moitzi whoever takes uh, these gifts. And the second thing he says is, it's if the base of English is around, and you are makar korbanos. While Rashi doesn't say that, Rashi says whoever gives kol to the ani properly, whoever gives leket shechacha and peya to the ani properly, it's as if he built the base of English to makar korbanos. So the two questions are: first of all, what's the difference between the lashon of being moitzi, or according to Rashi, you're giving to the ani properly? And the second question is: why does Rashi use the lashon of baina versus the lashon of kain? So the explanation is that. To give a general introduction, is that Bechlal, why is it that Leket and Peah and Shechacha, are they connected to the idea of bringing Karbanas and not the idea of, let's say, just bringing regular Tzedakah? So the idea is that Lechaira, that when a, what is the idea of a Karban? Is that a person takes from his own property and he takes some of it, not something which is stolen, but he takes from his property and he util, utilizes it 
for the sake of Hashem, for the mitzvah of Hashem. So the Chayra, also any mitzvah that he does, like uh, Sadaka, Laka, Checha, also you're taking something which belongs to you and you're utilizing for Avodis Hashem. So why don't we compare even just regular Tzedakah? So the idea is, is because by Laka, Checha, and Peya, and even Iser Ani, a person is working hard. He has to do Yagiyah. He's a farmer. He's working hard in the field. There's no time that a person can own a field and he's a farmer that he's not working hard with all the different steps of the process to, uh, to, 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 to get that grain. So for him to give up even a small amount is a very big sacrifice because there's a lot of work and toil that went into it. Masha'inkan by regular tzedakah, even though it's true that a person could have used that to buy himself, as the Tanya says, lipnois chai natu, could have bought things that could have sustained his life. So it is connected to his life source itself because the more money you have, the more security you have because you're able to buy the things that you need. But nonetheless, it doesn't have that added element of Yogiyah because you could get money through different ways. You can have an easy job. You can go, go out to Yerusha. It's not necessarily that there is a lot of work and toil gone, gone into it. So the reason why it's specifically uh, these things are compared to Karbanis is because these things have a lot of toil. The rubber doesn't explain why Karbanis have a lot of toil. So why you know, doesn't there need to be a lot of toil for Kabanis, but just to throw it as a possible spara is because the Kabanis themselves, the whole idea is that a person's being makriv from himself. You're supposed to look at the behemoth as if you were the behemoth and you're being, you're sacrificing it over to Hashem. So since the whole idea of the Korban is to give over of yourself, so it needs to be dafka these types of mitzvahs that you're giving from yourself, uh, something that you worked hard on and giving over to Hashem. But in that itself, there's a difference between Rashi and the Taurus kind. Tyrus Kainim just says, it's as if he was makro, uh, it was like the base of Migdash is around, and he was makro of Karbanis. Well, according to Rashi, it's more than that. It's as if he built the base of Migdash. What, what's the difference in stress? The Rashi is giving a much stronger Hadgacha, that it's not only that you're, you're being makro of Karbanis, but the Avoid in is as if you built the base of Migdash, which happens before you bring a carbon. In order to first build a carbon, you need to build the base of Migdash, and then you can bring a carbon. So this is similar to these gifts. First, you've got to have Yagiyah, and avoid everything that comes first, all this the toiling, and only after you have the toil, then you can have the second part, which is to give, to give the gift to Hashem. So therefore, the Rashi is it's much more stressed that the toiling is like the building of the base of English, which that's not even bringing the carbon itself. But then after you do that, then you give the gift. Well, that's like bringing in the carbon. So therefore, you have both aspects according to Rashi. So now we're going to discuss. What's exactly the sparse machlekes between these two ways of looking at this? And that also explain why one is Rashi has a much stronger stress of, of building it while the other Tarskanim is just kind. So the idea is that in the mitzvah of Laketh and Peah, there's two ways of looking at them. What is the main purpose of the mitzvah? Is the main purpose of the mitzvah the giving of something that belongs to you, to, to give you the chai and nachu, something you worked hard on, something that's important to you, and to give that for the sake of the tzivah yad Hashem, because Hashem commanded you to utilize that for a mitzvah, or is the main point, the giving it to the poor man. And, and the Rebbe quotes, uh, the Chinuch and the, and, and the Mari Nebuch and the Rambam, which give different reasons for the mitzvah. She says, if you look at the Chinuch, the Chinuch is mashma, that it says that the purpose of this mitzvah is to create within yourself a, like a generous spirit. And because after the deeds that a person does, that's, makes him, uh, that, that gives him the spilus, that makes him change. Perhaps the acts that one does, that changes your heart. So the main thing is the actual giving, because it's the giving that is the sacrifice. So the main thing we want to see over here is actually the sacrifice, because through the acts that you're doing, that's what making you sacrifice for the sake of Hashem, and therefore, that would be the main part. 
While according to the Mar Nebuchim, he writes the main purpose of these mitzvahs is to literally just uh, take care of the poor people. And Hashem gives us different ways of taking care of them. So therefore, this would be the two ways of looking at it. The, the, the Chinuch, and actually even give a little bit more, there were also quotes on Me'il Tzedakah. The Me'il Tzedakah says, with this Lashem, that, 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 that he says the main part of Karbanis and the, the Leket and the Peah, the Iker Avoida, is the Nidvas Levi to give from his money to Avoida Sekelius for Hashur The main idea is to give to Hashem, to make yourself a generous spirit when it comes to the commands of Hashem. Um, there's, the Rebbe also actually, to add one other point, the Rebbe points out that according to the Chinuch, you can actually also learn the Chinuch a little bit differently, which is actually the most Geshmaka way uh, of, of the two options. He says, according to the Chinuch, if you continue reading it, the, another way of learning the Chinuch is that, again, according to the Chinuch, the main point is to change yourself, to make you a better person. But it could be that according to the Chinuch, it's to change you, to make you a better person, not just that you're a person that's able to sacrifice for Hashem, but that you're able to sacrifice for another Yid. As he uses the Lashen, then a person leaves one portion, that those who are in need can have pleasure from it. You'll see within himself uh, being satisfied and, and, and being happy for other people. So according to the Chinuch, it could also be similar, it could be also this idea of changing yourself, but changing yourself to care about other people. Either way, what are the two ways of looking at it? Is the main purpose just the sacrifice itself? Let's say like the meal to duck, it's just a sacrifice. And if that's the main thing, then it doesn't really matter how you give it. It's just that you're giving. The second option is that it needs to go to the poor individual, which could be, as the Raman says, it's just the, the main point is the per person to give it. Or even to the chinuf, which is the main point, is to change who you are, to be a person, to change you, that, to be a person that actually cares about other individuals. So it's very important how it's being given. So it says, according to the Tairus Kayanim, the Tairus Kayanim's Lashen was, he's moitzi. He, 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 he takes these things and he brings the, the Maisarani and all these things for the people that uh, he's mighty at. He doesn't say about giving it to the Ani properly. He just says that those who are mighty, these in Yanim, they're like their they're, they're Makriv carbon. So he's clearly saying that the main thing is just the giving, not how it's being given. It's just that you're sacrificing. It's the mighty being sacrificed and taking things that are belong to you and you're giving it to others. But According to Rashi, he says, the Lashon, he's giving it properly, which the main point is uh, how the Ani is getting it. So according to the Ramam, that he's getting it the most for, fair way. According to the Chinuch, even more than that, that by giving it to him in the most fair and possible way, that would be have the greatest uh, transformation yourself. Because the idea is that by Lekat Shechecha Peah, you're not supposed to uh, you don't give it to the Ani, you just leave it in your field. You leave it in the field and then Aniim come. Masha'inkin, let's look at other mitzvahs, let's say Maisar Ani. Maisar Ani is that you divide it to the people who are coming to you. People come to you and then you give them uh, the Maisar Ani. So you decide who gets it. So you, technically you can give to your friends, relatives, or your, your slave, whoever it is that's poor first or more, uh, 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 like bigger portions. Masha'inkin, by Leka Chichapea, you don't get any pleasure and any hanah out of it at all. You don't even get that thank you. People come to your field. You might not know who they are. They're never, not saying thank you. They're just whoever comes first basically gets. Masha'inkin, let's say by Maishar Ani, you're not getting any pleasure out of it. You're not even getting a thank you. By Maishar Ani, sorry, you are getting pleasure because you can give it to the people who you want for these individuals to get. You also get the thank you from them. Like, oh, thank you so much for giving us a big portion, right? 
Uh, so that's also why, this explains why, according to Rashi, cuts out the word Maisarani, while the Matnas Kahuna puts in the word Maisarani. Because since, according to the Matnas Kahuna, the main thing is just the giving, the sacrifice, the Maisarani you also worked hard for. And you're also giving it because of the command of Hashem. But according to the, Rashi, the main thing is not just that you're sacrificing. It's also that you're giving it to the Ani in the proper way. So therefore, he took out Maisarani because he's trying to emphasize that when is it like you're building the Mikdash, that's specifically when uh, um, it's being given properly. And that actually answers that next year. Why is it that according to the Matnas Kohuna, it's as if the base Mikdash is already around and you're just bringing Karbanas. While Mashiach, according to Rashi, it's more than that. You're building the base Mikdash. The idea is that when you build the base Mikdash, that's a pleasure that everybody gets. It's for all of Klal Yisrael. All Yisrael, all Klal Yisrael have a na from the base Mikdash being built. So that's similar um, to, to this idea of giving the Leket, Shechacha, and the Peah, where it's not just, there's no, when what? there's, it's not about your own personal hana that you get from it, but rather that it's something that all the Klal Yisrael have pleasure from. While according to the Matnas, the Torah's Kayanim, the main stress is who makrif karbanaisav. It's just talking about that the base of English is already round, and you're bringing your own karbanas. It's much more the idea that it's more about yourself. You're able to be makrif your own karbanas. According to Rashi, it shows the hana that everybody's getting. It's not just about yourself. Just before we go to the third part of the shir, there's two other points that I should point uh, that I forgot to mention earlier. First of all, that the Torah's Kainim doesn't mention sukkah sechak. It just says it says Pesach and Shuas on one side, and the Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur on the other side. That's mentioned anything about the Chag. And the second question is just Rashi. He changes the state of the Pasuk. The Pasuk first mentions Peah, then it mentions Leket. While Rashi says Leket, Shechachah, Peah. He puts Leket first and then Peah at the end. Why is that? So to answer the first question, the reasoning why Rashi adds the word Chag, because he's trying to explain why don't we mention uh, parrot and oily lace, which are by the Karen. Why don't we mention that also over here? So the reasoning is because we're talking about, this is a Pasuk is only talking about between, uh, it's, 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 the, it's, the, it's, it's between Pasach and Shuas, and between, the, and that period between when Rosh Hashanah and Kippur and Sukkot starts. So it's only the harvesting that's happening after Shuas until the time of Rosh Hashanah. So what things are being harvested during that point of time? It's grain, not karen. So therefore, the reason why Rashi says he's not mentioning anything with karen because the Pasuk's not talking about uh, karen. Uh, then the Rebbe gives a second explanation. I think the, re- the reason why the Rebbe's giving the second explanation is because, I guess, ha-gufakasha. Okay, I understand why Rashi's not mentioning it because the Pasuk's not mentioning it. But why doesn't the Pasuk itself mention parat ayelulais, either here or, or somewhere else? Because the Chayra, parat and ayelulais have... Uh, the same type of tircha, you're also just leaving it in the field. It's, it's basically the same idea. So yes, it's not between Shavuos and Rosh Hashanah, but it's the same concept. So either mention Agav, you know, Agav, the other two, or mention it after Sukkot because it's the same point. So the Rebbe brings a second idea is that by uh, Karim, first of all, it's not something which is as necessary for a person. Uh, you don't need grapes or wine to live which is much more fundamental. And second of all, he says, the tircha, which is by uh, farming, is much greater than the tircha, which is by a karen, which, which is not as hard. Um, it doesn't take as much time on a yearly basis as it would be by doing tfua. So that could be also the reasoning why the Pasuk itself doesn't mention it, because it doesn't express that idea, the, the gegiyah and the tircha 
and how uh, fundamental it is for one's uh, life to have these particular items. Um, and the Rebbe says also, based on that, we can have additional reasons why Rashi didn't mention Maeser Ani. Because first of all, when is Maeser Ani being given? That's usually after, uh, that would be also be after Sukkot, because it's after you've harvested everything and brought it into your house. Only once it's Roya Pnei it's only once you've brought the stuff into your house and you've found Trumas and Maeser, only then will you get Chayav Maeser Ani, which would have been after Sukkot. And also Maeser Ani was only given every third and sixth year. So again, it doesn't, it's not as fundamental as the pair, the the which was on a yearly basis, wasn't on a yearly basis, it was every third and sixth year. So again, it's not showing the, it's not something which is as, as needed. It doesn't really express the highest, the energy, the, the giving of your, giving of yourself, giving your, uh, your own life and your own yagia to Hashem or giving it to Aniyam because it wasn't on, on a yearly basis. It was just once in a while. And based on this, we can also understand why Rashi changes the Seder. Because the Pasuk is talking about the obligations that a person has. Peya, you always need to give. Leket is if you drop something, which is more common. While Shechacha, which is only mentioned much later, that's if you forgot something in the field, which is the least common of the three. To drop something while you're working, yes. But literally to forget a bundle, that's much harder to do. Uh, but so therefore, the, that's why the Pasuk mentions it by level of, of, of obligation that there is. But Masha'ink and Rashi is talking about the order of when it happens to you, when you're actually working in the field. We're talking about a person that's harvesting. So what's the first thing that would happen? The first thing that happens is you might drop some. After you might drop some, uh, you might forget a few. And only after you've finished in harvesting the rest of the field, which would have been anyways, at, you know, after you've dropped whatever you dropped and forgot whatever you dropped, then you leave the corner. So that would have been the third thing that happens in Zman. Uh, and the Rebbe points out, this is also interesting, that in, in the Sefer Mitzvahs, uh, how the Rambam also quotes it, that he, uh, he, he quotes it, uh, he first mentions, like, like the state of the Pasuk, it's first Peah, then it's Lakim Shechukaz, according to like, the order of the Psukim. But when he mentions them as like a group, like he, he always mentions it, mentions it as Lakim uh, Shechukaz Peah. So when he actually calls you the Lachas, he mentions the Lachas of Peah, Lakim, then Shechukaz, but when he mentions it together, you know, as like in a sentence, he always says Lakim Shechukaz Peah. The reason is probably for the same idea, because as a Chiyah, Peah is the most common. So the Rambam first quotes, what the chiyuvim, which will be more common, which is peah always, leket second most common, shichah third most common. But when you're talking in the way when a, a person, how when you're talking about when a person will be actually become mechuyah from them, the first one a person will be mechuyah from is when he drops it, then shichah, and then uh, peah.